All right. Well, all right, all right, all right. We are joined by a special guest now on Undefined with Josina Anderson, that being yours truly, South Carolina cornerback J.C. Horn. Thank you for joining us. Yes, yes. And you know, you recently just had a pro day um, in which you ran the 40, went what, 4.39, had a vertical of 41.5, brought at 11.1. We also know that your dad is Joe Horn. Obviously, he was a wide receiver in the NFL that played between uh, 1996 and 2007, but you are a top prospect for the 2021 NFL draft on your own merit. So we're going to definitely talk about that. But I want to just ask you real quick, what do you feel uh, has been the impact of your performance um, at the pro day on your draft stock, given that there's so much buzz and it seems like you're rising with teams? Um, I feel like the pro day helped it out a lot. You know, we just read off the numbers. I was, you know, top top three or four in every category for my position. Um, mm. and, I, and that was a big question on me uh, going into the whole combine or the pro day was what I'm going to run, um, questions on my athleticism and stuff like that. So um, I felt like when I when I went and answered all those questions, I knew my stock was going to rise even more. And um, I'll start getting, getting into that CB1 discussion. So I'm just blessed, to be honest. Well, listen, I was watching, and we'll get into that. I was watching your virtual meeting that you had um, on YouTube with the Cowboys. And I know that you feel like you uh, deserve to be the first cornerback taken off of the board. And there's been a lot of talk between you and Patrick uh, Sertan. But could you just tell the people who are listening live right now why you feel uh, you should be the top cornerback taken first? Um, I just feel like, you know, the take speaks for itself. Um, you know, like I said in the interview, it's, it's a lot of great corners in this draft, and I feel like it's going to be one of the best draft classes for cornerbacks. And um, I'm also a big fan of Pat Sertain and actually learned a lot just by watching him. So I'm a big fan of his game. But I just feel like um, on the field, uh, the way I compete, fact is a lot different than everybody else, and it's clear to see uh, on the tape. And you know, I feel like it's easy to see that. And everybody else had a question about my speed. That was the next excuse of why I can't be one of the top corners. I answered that question, tested better than all the other top corners. So I feel like it's just it's, it's, it's laid out on the table. You can see on the best. <laughs> so now you definitely had no fear week to week uh, facing the stereotypical X when you're playing at uh, South Carolina. Could you just tell me what you feel like is your signature game of your career that really kind of showcases the best portfolio of your skill set? Uh, almost all my games is quiet. Like. I felt like I was playing good every game, week in, week out. It's just when you're not winning as a team, when um, our coaches always talked about that, we weren't winning a lot, so a lot of hype wasn't coming with it. Uh, but Auburn would probably be the biggest game just because I had a lot of targets that game. I don't necessarily feel like I played better or did anything different. I just had more opportunities to make plays on the ball. So um, that would probably be the biggest game I had in my career uh, at South Carolina. Well, here's the thing. According to Pro Football Focus, only one wide receiver had 50 or more receiving yards versus you in the 30 games that you played. That was Devontae Smith uh, when he had 60 receiving yards versus you when you were playing Alabama 2019, your sophomore season, his junior season. Um, you know, Talk about your ability to uh, play a wide receiver specifically who either have that profile or who are even uh, bigger than you. We're going to get to uh, Kyle Pitts and, and, and the tight ends as well. 
Um, well, I just think it goes back to, you know, my versatility. You know, another reason I feel like I'm the best. Um, I'm 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, two, uh, 200 plus pounds, a heavy dude. He can run. Um, and got the feet of a little guy. So ah. I feel like I can match up on anybody from Kyle Pitts to Devontae Smith to Elijah Moore, who's a smaller guy. And I had to guard him in the slot. So um, I'm blessed my coaches, you know, had to trust in me to move me around, let me play everywhere. And um, it just helped me out tremendously. So I want to ask you about this. Uh, Florida tight end Kyle Pitts uh, was telling the Cowboys website uh, who he felt like was his toughest challenge this past season. And this is what he said, quote, I would say J.C. Horn. That was one of the best DBs that I went against. It is someone that we are good friends. He said we compete a lot. And, you know, throughout the whole game, that was someone that wouldn't let up. Uh, he was uh, or he has rather great fundamentals and great speed. So you got to work to beat him. What do you think when you hear uh, Kyle Pitts say something like that? I think it's spot on, you know, um, and it's, it's major respect between me and Kyle. Uh, mm. He was also, you know, one of the toughest receiver I faced this year. I um, mean, one of the best I've seen throughout my whole career, just because a lot of people don't know he was a receiver his freshman year. So he's big, six six, big body frame, but can move like a receiver. So, and then even when you're there, he's never really covered. <laughs> so uh, he, he was a great competitor, man. And uh, he's definitely rare. And I feel like um, he's going to dominate in the NFL as well. So, and, and before we move on to your virtual meeting with the Cowboys, talk about your ability to just uh, mirror the receivers that you're facing um, and aware that comes from as far as just your relationship with your, your father and also your ability to eye the ball, which is something that I noticed when I was watching your highlights on YouTube as well. Um, well, my mirroring in, uh, from a technical standpoint and present man to man, uh, mainly just comes from my position coach or my coordinator too, Travaris Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great coach, produced a lot of DBs, and he harps on technique day in, day out. Um, and that's kind of where my, my focus and my technique comes from. And then um, the second question, my ball skills. Uh, I feel like those just always been natural. Um, you know, my dad being a receiver, I've always had great ball skills. And uh, he kind of pushed me to that defensive side of the ball mm -hmm. to um, just showcase him. And he knew I would well, eventually he used to say I'd make a lot of money if I'm able to make plays on the defensive side. So hopefully I can continue to do that. So how did your uh, virtual meeting with the Cowboys go? I know that some of that video is on YouTube. Um, you were talking to Jerry, you're talking to Steven, and also their DB's coach, uh, Al Harris. It went great. You know, um, it's a lot of connections within the coaching staff and my former coaching staff. And, you know, my dad had a little stint with Mike McCarthy when he was in New Orleans. So um, mm -hmm. it, it was a great meeting. You know, they just we just chopped it up. Uh, it wasn't – some meetings are real serious, but – that was more of a laid back meeting, just talk ball and stuff like that. Uh, but what stood? I mean, but what stood out about it? I mean, I saw some of the questions that they were asking you, and obviously Jerry's so colorful, he has his, you know, uh, personality. So I mean, was yeah. it something that he said or that Alier said? I mean, we know that uh, Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator for the Saints when your dad was there. But anything that stood out other than you know what we saw in that video in your um, meeting? With I mean, for me, Jerry Jones being on there stood out. Because <laughs> okay, well, you, know, you hear Jerry Jones, it's just crazy uh, and talking to him. And then, um, yeah, it was just the whole conversation stood out because it was just laid back. They was asking me about golf and stuff like that. Like, golf? why were they asking you about? Can you go? Yeah, my my pops play a lot of golf. Um, okay, 
my dad told me he had played with Coach McCarthy a couple of times. So I guess they had the idea that I could. I mean, I'm I'm okay, but. And we're not talking late. about putt-putt here because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't drive or anything like that. Yeah. Golf, I mean, they're not contactable. Yeah, it's a, it's a real frustrating game if you're not good at it. So, Okay, so you do play for real. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I don't uh, compete at it. I play with my dad, but I don't compete at it until – because I hate losing. So mm -hmm. until I get pretty good at it, I probably won't go try to play a full 18 or nothing like that. Okay, and give us an idea of some of the virtual meetings that you had other than the uh, Cowboys as well. I know you and I were talking a little bit before we went live. Yeah, I met with a lot of a lot of teams. Um, and like I said, like some teams is kind of suit and tie, like real strict, uh, mm -hmm. -Q's and some some other organizations is laid back, just talking about life stuff and throwing some football in there. So, um, but I didn't really get any weird questions. I know they. That's a big thing. A lot of people talk about the weird questions throughout the driving process. I didn't really get any weird questions, but it's just a different feel from every team. Uh-huh. And what team did you have to wear a suit for? No, I'm saying just like as a comparison, I'm saying some of them real. Oh, like, like just more business oriented, yeah. but you were still casual yeah, in yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So did you get nervous for those virtual meetings? I mean, I know it's a little different. Typically you would do these 30 visits in person or what have you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't get nervous. I mean, I'm, I'm confident in my ability. You know, a lot, some of the teams like throw up a bunch of bad plays on you and see if you get frustrated. Nah, not me. You know, I'm, wait, I'm, they throw up what? Like they have a reel of some of your say that yeah, again? Yeah, most, most of the meetings, you know, they don't show them bad plays. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, they, so they bring your low lights too. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, oh, don't, show, Lord. they don't just show highlights, most of them gonna be bad plays. So, so they say like, so what was happening on this play? Yeah, yeah, they they just want to get a um idea of what you were thinking during the play and what you feel like you could have done different to play it better or whatever. Okay, so and 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 real quick in that instance, um, is it best to just go ahead and admit where you made a mistake, or do you try like how do you answer something like that, or what do you feel is best in that moment? <laughs> uh, I answer it true. I mean, I just kind of say whatever come to heart. You know, if I feel like it's something I could have did better, I tell them if it's something that's just is a part of the game. It's football. I got beat. Mm -hmm. I just got beat. I mean, I don't. I don't try to make excuses or anything like that. I just call it spade spade. Right. Honestly, the best policy there. So, and and your thoughts about potentially playing, uh, you know, opposite or on the same field with Trayvon Diggs? Uh, I'm excited, man. You know, if if it happens, mm -hmm. it'll definitely be fun lining up with him. Um, you know, with him being in SEC. Uh, I watched a lot of his film uh, with Bama, watching him and Pat. Those are two good, good, great corners. So it'll be fun lining up with him as well. All right. And so we, you know, just looking at some of these mock drafts, you've been to Cowboys, 11 to Giants, whether it's the Eagles or Chargers. I know I got a text from uh, a source at the Cardinals who does, it was like, doesn't feel like you even be on the board by then. But um, is there anything that you can say with your meetings when it comes to um, the Giants or the Eagles or the Chargers? Um, I mean, they always great meetings. Uh, uh -huh. the, the Eagles I met with, the Chargers, um, got some ties with the Chargers coaching staff, uh, mm. Coach Ansley. He was a mm -hmm. DB coach at Bama when I was coming out of high school. He recruited me. Um, got a great relationship with Derwin James. Um, mm -hmm. just, I mean, I'm just sitting back really just waiting because I'm hearing all types of different stuff. I'm just ready to be on the team and get ready for the season. 
So, um, and, and real quick before we move on with that, even when it comes to the Eagles, just in case there's some Eagles fans listening, you know, obviously uh, you got Darius Slay there. Anything that stands out with you as far as, you know, you did you talk to the Eagles with the virtual meeting? Yeah, I talked to the Eagles. Okay. And just, you know, what stands out about potentially playing alongside Slay or that or the or the meeting with them as well? Yeah, Slay a great corner. Um, I kind of, him and my dad had a relationship because Slay, I went to the same junior college my dad went to, ICC. Mm. In Mississippi, mm -hmm. so I kind of been knowing him for a little bit, you know, chopping it up with him since I was a freshman in college, and I admire his game. He real quick out his breaks, real fast, um, and it'll it'll be it'll be great to line up beside him as well. Right, and of course, with the Giants, you have Adoree Jackson and James Bradbury there, um, and you know, I've been you know seeing some articles with regards to that too. We'll move on from there. I just want to ask you, um, you know. I always have to get in the fact that I used to play for the uh, or run track for the Carolina Tar Heels. So I want to know what gets your competitive juices flowing that are not even related to football, just away from that, just day to day. And then when it comes to football, and by that, I mean, I'll speak for myself. So like if I'm on Instagram or if I'm looking at TV, if I see someone more in shape than me or taking care of their body more with, you know, their nutrition or something that might, you know, make me want to, you know, try to do something better that day with regards to that. Are there things that get your competitive juices just away from football flowing? And then also when you're in a game. Um, away from football, Madden. Uh, mm. so I've been I've been playing Madden since a young a young kid, um, and I just <laughs> love it so much just because it really was an advantage for me going into college because I knew base coverage is just off playing Madden. Um, so Madden gets my competitive juices going. Um, also, like like you said, seeing some of the stuff on social media um, that gets me boiled up and ready to play. And like what on social media? Just anything, you know. I don't know. Somebody's JC Horn is, I don't know why they saying you're a first rounder. Like, mm. I, I say them tweets and like look on Instagram, I screenshot it, send it to myself. And mm. I got stuff dating back all the way to high school that oh, just wow. stuff that people was doubting me. So I, I go back through it and look at it sometimes to get that little extra umph and when I want to go train and stuff like that. So those are some of the things that get me going. And then the other thing, too, when I'm watching you play, your physicality stands out. Uh, you obviously have, you know, a, a certain swag and confidence to you. Even just your style of play, um, what would you attribute that to? Uh, really just the way I grew up, um, you know, the way my dad raised me, um, mm. my brothers, my cousins. Growing up in Atlanta is just a real competitive city. Um, day, weekend, week, weekend, week out, you're seeing – other competitors in high school don't care about your ratings and they're just trying to take off your plate. And like I said, it didn't really help that I was Joe Horn's son. So I kind of always used that. Like I remember when I was little uh, and my dad was just explaining to me, like, you, you my son, so people will come at you a little harder. So I put, I always wore number one. I always wore loud, colorful cleats because I kind of embraced that, embraced that I was his son and wanted people to come after me. So I kind of carried that with me to college and it just always, added the extra chip on my shoulder. Is there something that your dad told you to that's kind of helping you get through this pre-draft process that he could share about uh, his experience and or, um, you know, any challenges or, uh, you know, adversity that you, you know, overcome just in your time leading up to this, um, being at the point that you are that you feel like will also kind of help you throughout your career? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the best advice he gave me is none of, none of this draft stuff really matters. Like, I mean, it matters, but 
at the end of the day, you back to square one as soon as your name get called. So that's the biggest advice you share with me. Just keep my head down. Cause you know, throughout this process, it's a lot of people telling you how great you are and stuff like that. He's like, don't let that get in your head. Cause when the when you get drafted, that's when the clock starts and you gotta be trying to work and get a starting job and be ready to play football. So that's the most valuable advice he gave me um, as far as, you know, the process. Mm -hmm. And last couple of questions here. So you and I were talking before we came on live and I was asking you if you know how to cook. <laughs> so, and what did you tell me? Nah, I don't do no cooking. <laughs> so what is the plan for, you know, uh, developing your cooking repertoire uh, when you get in the NFL? So, cause it can't be Uber Eats every night, you know? Yeah, I, I was actually, it was crazy as a team literally just asked me this like two days ago. A team um, asked you this? Yeah, because I told them I ain't cook and they asked the same thing you asked, so what you going to do? Right. Um, I, I told them I'm living by myself too, so they was like, what you going to do? Mm -hmm. I, I, my plan really is to just get a chef. Um, get a chef? Okay. Hopefully hopefully, I learned something from the chef and I'm able to cook within a year or so. I don't know. Okay, well, hopefully it's not Chef Boyardee and you're adding a little bit more to your nutritious repertoire there, but okay, we'll, right. we'll take that for now. And then lastly, we were talking about just your your music choices. Obviously, you know, I came up with uh, Biggie and Jay-Z and, and these guys, and you were telling me, who do you listen to? Uh, I listen to everybody. Really, I only listen to, really to Atlanta rappers, like underground artists, like Lil Baby Gunner. Um, Little Baby Gunner. Yeah, that was the main <laughs> too. I listened to Future, Young Thug, mm -hmm. guys and, like that. And, your, and what did your dad say? Because, you know, some of that, I'm not saying which of what you said is that, but just the error I sometimes <laughs> call humble music, we'll say that. Yeah, that's what, what he said. And then that's, you said, that's, that's what your dad said. He'd be like, oh man, I don't hear what they're saying. Can't like, even understand listen. it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, listen, JC, we appreciate you coming on Undefined Live with Josina Anderson. I hope you had a good time and talking with me. Good oh, luck man. on your uh, yes. Good luck <laughs> on your countdown to the uh, draft next week, and um, we'll be seeing you, and hopefully, also get a chance to talk to you with whatever team that you're playing with. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you having me. All right, talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right, I'm going to take you off live now. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, thank you. You too.